Hello there and welcome to the Whole Healed Holy Podcast, a place for conversations of the heart, for exploring healing, divinity, and all things sacred. I'm your host, Patricia Russo. I'm a mystic, muse, and spiritual teacher, guiding women into their hearts with a journey of softening. I'm a published poet, a lover of hearts, and a forever student. Welcome, love, to a sacred pause and hopefully a few tingles, and to a reminder that we are all whole, healed, and holy. I'm so happy you are here. Let's slip into today's episode. Walk as if your feet are kissing the earth. I feel sure that Rumi is talking about my guest today with these well-known words. A bio that you can easily find for yourself would tell you that Kelly Robinson is a Chicago native who has designed experiences and offices for some of the world's most influential tech companies. Through her career creating conscious workplaces for Airbnb, SoundCloud, Headspace, and many others, her mission has been to deepen our connection to the ultimate space that we all share, our planet. In the wake of COVID-19, in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, Kelly turned her focus from the workplace to our homes, helping households navigate the new normal of working from home. She authored a digital design guide entitled Where Spirit Meets Space, which weaves together ancient principles of feng shui and and yoga with her holistic approach to interior design. To bring the book's teachings to life, Kelly hosts sought-after workshops, private design sessions, as well as an intimate 28-day design journey that she offers seasonally. A devoted spiritual seeker, Kelly is also a yoga teacher, a birth doula, a naturalist. She is driven by a deep desire to nurture the human spirit and strengthen our relationship to our planet through the way that we experience built environments. Kelly currently stewards her home's and shares her time in Vancouver, Canada, and the big island of Hawaii. I like to start with that biography that you can easily find on your own. And then I like to welcome dear ones that I know into the space with how I see you. The way that you walk in the world inspires me greatly, Kelly, and it always has. You walk on the earth as her daughter, lightly and with an incredible amount of love and care. You are exquisite, sister. You are all heart embodied and one of the most generous stewards of space that I have ever met. You are gentle and fierce all at once, a true sister of sisters, and you have always been wise beyond your years. All of this is true and the ways that your life has touched mine is such a blessing. From opening your home and studio in Berlin to me, which feels like 10 lifetimes ago, (laughs) to singing mantra with Jai Uttal together in San Francisco. I I still have the video that I watch over and over and over again because I just loved that moment. Mm -hmm. And and our double dates with big teachers in Paris, the big teachers that we were dating at the time. Mm -hmm. I love you deeply. You are one of, you are the one that I think of whenever I see a thoughtfully designed space. And I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here 
to share your wisdom on where spirit meets space. Thank you so much for having me and for seeing me and for seeing all the women you work with. My, it's like my, it's my gift and and my absolute joy. I don't, maybe it's the big sister in me. I don't know, or some sort of genetic ancestral, I don't know, but it's like, it gives me so much joy to like love on sisters and to see sisters and like with words and to like hold, hold them in that kind of space. Um, So I, I love starting this way. It doesn't happen every time. And as the new year has started, I'm going to be welcoming sisters that I don't know as well as I know you. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do at the intro? And I can't really see these sisters as intimately as the ones that I love. Um, So yeah, it's just a great joy to have you. I'd love to start with the story of how you were discovered in your genius with space. Um, was it, was this at Airbnb or did this genius flow from something within you at a young age? You know, I would say it ultimately started when I was a a child, like most of our gifts ideally, you know, are coming through. I was one of those children that I always rearranged my room and noticed how I felt different when I would do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of four four children and my mom was one of 10. And so we were constantly hosting. And so my mom was a model to me of how to make guests feel comfortable in your space. And so that was really um, kind of born in me at a young age. Um, but yeah, it was at Airbnb um, when I joined the company when they were very small that I realized that I had a knowing that this company was going to be very successful. But I also knew that they were ultimately a hospitality company and that the container that held them as they grew needed to be aligned with the work that they were doing in the world. So I focused greatly on uh, the spaces that they were in from the very beginning. Um, And I noticed that no one else was doing it. So I felt really like a important foundational offering at the time. Yeah, I think that hasn't changed. I mean, we, we, we definitely, I'm imagining in your space in the corporate world, as I think about the partners that you've had and the ones that I just named, they, these these clients of yours, partners of yours have all, I feel like have kind of a progressive way of looking at space or being in space, which would make them a, a, like a, a perfect match for you. Um, but I feel like we are moving in this direction where, where we're, where we're making more I don't feel like every everyone was thinking about this, certainly not in the corporate space. They weren't thinking about this. Um, did you feel like a pioneer? Did, was, did Airbnb think you were like this gift in terms of how you looked at space? You know, it's, it's really interesting. And I agree with you that there's way more awareness around it now. And though when I look back specifically to Airbnb, although the people around me definitely were progressively minded in a lot of ways, there wasn't so much of an awareness of how they were interacting with their own physical workspace and in that connecting them to the broader picture of what they were doing for the world. So that awareness simply wasn't there. I would say there was just the focus was elsewhere. But for me, that's all I could look at was the container because, and and I ultimately think it's a very feminine and motherly approach to want to hold the container in the best way because you can see how a beautiful, organized, clean, fun container does bring out the best in the people that are inside of it. Um, so yeah, I feel really grateful to have been empowered and trusted. And in the early days at Airbnb, like we were in the founder's apartment, right? It was it was actually like 
a, a living space and that slowly we we got bigger and bigger containers and um yeah i feel really grateful that i was given the opportunity to really steward those spaces uh, and empowered and trusted to do so because i could see directly how it impacted people and how it also attracted uh people the, the right. people that had yet joined yeah so i love what you what what you just said about this being very feminine and very motherly just went straight into my nervous system. And I, ha I got like a zap of and like a, a real beautiful zap of energy about that, like a real kind of knowing and agreeing with with, with that being true. Um, it, can you say some more about that? If there's more to say, like um, how how this is, is it a feminine gift? Is it is it the way the feminine sees the space? Is it the way I would imagine in my work, it's really like the way that we are felt in the space is so important. The way the space feels us is so important. And then I would imagine that it's designing from that place versus more of a thinking space. But I think there's also probably a balance. But I would love to hear more about this idea of it being feminine and motherly. Yes. And this, oh, there's so much here. Uh, and actually, this is something that came through for me when I was working on where spirit meets space, when I actually shifted from the container for workplace to the container for home, especially at a time where, you know, the pandemic had hit and there was so much anxiety and change that like the home was suddenly this anchor, this container that was going to hold us through it, whether we were conscious of it or not. And so to, to speak to your point about the feminine, Oh, I get like chills in my body thinking about this. You know, the very first home that we've all experienced, men and women alike on this planet, is the womb of our mother, right? And so the way that we move through life in building the environments around us and tending to our home and setting up our home or our workplace, it's ultimately a way that we mother ourselves, that we continue, we create that, you know, that container, that, that womb, that second home, third home, fourth home for ourselves. And so I do think because biologically women are a home, are a container that holds and carries life, we do have a sort of biological uh, awareness that is very powerful to to hold and contain, you know, through through the way that we set up a space. Yeah, that's gorgeous. I, yeah, we, we kind of went straight into it, this transition from commercial space to, yeah, that's beautiful because I was going to ask you like this, this question, when spirit meets space, what happens? Like mm -hmm. when is, what is the actual chemistry or what is the actual energy or what is the, what is the actual thing that happens when spirit meets space? Because this is your work. Um, and this is essentially what you create and share. And so I would love to kind of have an insight to what your process is or like what 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 happens when you when you have someone a woman come into the space and introduce spirit into the space like what can we expect that will happen yeah. I, I mean in a word magic and i've seen this happen with companies and with with individuals and with families and with couples um there, you know, there's a question of alignment. And I, I like to consider the alignment of these three temples in our lives that are very significant. One is our actual body, like the physical temple that holds our spirit. The other is our home, which is what holds our body on the daily. And the other, which is much more macro, is our planet, right? So the alignment, aligning these three containers with essentially taking care of them in the best possible way, aligning them with the natural law, um, it, it creates magical alignment in people's lives. I've seen it both with business success. Like when I 
but when I designed this beautiful new space for Airbnb, their first truly intentional design office, like the company took off. I mean, you can see the success, you know, all over the place. And at the same time, you know, when you have a person who uh, knows how to take good care of their body and uh, really likes nature, when they suddenly rearrange their home to uplift their workspace, their kitchen space, their bedroom space, relationships get better, work, uh, new contracts come in. Um, you know, we often uncover old things that we've been holding in our space that is like a clearing that can happen to make space for new relationships. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of magic that happens when we intentionally align our space with where we're wanting to go in this life, who we're wanting to become. Yeah, right. Okay. I think that's that's really beautiful. And I'm I'm thinking of um yeah, I'm just feeling like uh the way in which well it's it's the three bodies in the space, your the way that your physical body is in your physical space. Um, each one of us is so unique and, um, you, you, you spoke to like, if it's, if you're wanting to be in nature and you're living in an urban environment where there's no nature in your home, for example, mm -hmm. I'm also remembering something that you shared, um, when you were a guest teacher in manifesting love, like so, so long ago, it feels like, um, that I never forgot, which is that, uh, every item in your space has an energy and speaking to you. Yes, and so I think when 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 spirit comes into space, we start to look at the space in these ways. Like we start to look at the space is alive, and are we okay with the conversation that's happening? Are, are you know is there enough? Um, is the breeze coming in in the right way? Are there plants in the space? Um, where is the light coming in and all this? And um, yeah, I've never forgotten that. And I look in my I look at my space so differently that when it when it's a cluttered space, I I kind of judge myself. I'm like, whoop, Kelly would not be happy with <laughs> with all that's happening in this space, this huge cacophony of conversation that's happening with all my things. Um what does your process look like when you're when you're designing a space? Do you have certain ceremonies or rituals that you incorporate as you work with the spirit of a space? Or um if you're you know know if you're tasked with infusing spirit into a space like what how what does your process look like that might be different because we're talking about space and I think especially because you touched on this feminine piece yes. um, I'm also curious because I think ceremonies and rituals are two of the gifts you know two of the beautiful things that I think are very feminine for me at least in my experience um, yeah yeah so I just love to hear a little bit about your process yeah. So I, I think one of the ways that I like to describe it is I liken the way that we can tend to our home, the way that we would tend to our garden. So there's some phases in there, right? Like first we want to really take stock of the, of the soil. We want to look at the foundation of our garden and make sure it's healthy. And for me, that's about really seeing the space for what it is and bringing gratitude for all that it's held you through. Because the reality is that for anyone here who's listening that has a home, that has walls around them, a roof over them, a comfy bed. Like we are so blessed and lucky. So first, really looking at that space with gratitude for all that it has already held you through and for what it's going to continue to hold you through as you grow. Um, and then in the garden, we pull out the weeds, right? We remove what we don't want. And this is a hugely the most transformative part of working with the space. So if I'm called into any space of any kind, the first thing I'm looking at is what dead, stale, stagnant energy can be cleared and removed 
to let more spirit in, right? To let the breath expand into the space a little bit more. Um, from there, we get really intentional about what we want to plant. Who do we want to become? What do we want to shift in our space, in our life? How can we physically represent those things through what we bring into the space? I love bringing in elements, uh, natural elements of all kinds, thinking about those in the realm of balance. Um, and then, of course, yeah, we we harvest the beauty, right? We, we enjoy the space and we look at maintaining it uh, in a way that we do little purges here and there. We bring in fresh flowers on the new moon. We light the candles, we some sage, we put on the music, we open the window, um, really like knowing that tending to our own home is like tending to the earth. It really is like our own small planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I love, I'm also curious now that you've shared this three, the three spaces, I'm wondering if the way in which we tend to our body is indicative of how we tend to our space, if there's a connection there because of these three these three spaces that you speak of and the way in which we walk on the earth, is this also how we look at space and maybe how we treat our body because it's all a system. It's all connected. Um, I have seen yeah. that. I, yeah, I have seen that. I have seen that those, those three, they're almost like uh, concentric circles, right? The smallest one is our own spirit within our own body, which also of course is like the vast universe and one, you know, it's like the both end. Um, and then like the next container outward is our home, which is sitting upon our planet. So for sure, it's when we can create alignment within these three spaces and uplift them, they, they kind of move together. Um, and, and yes, um, you know, the, there can often be similar struggles. So if there's something going on in the body, um, we can often sniff around the container of our home and figure out a way that, you know, perhaps it's been, there could be a correlation or a connection. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think this was one of the, if there were any gifts in the pandemic, I think this was one of the beautiful gifts in the pandemic, which was, um, and you, your bio speaks to this around how we were really called back home. Yes. And, and because we had to spend so much more time at home, uh, we really started to look around to see if we were in a healthy home, <laughs> you know, yeah. because yeah. Uh, before that, I think there was a lot of kind of um, touch and go or a lot a lot more being outside of the home rather than being in it. And I think this definitely gave us a new lens to look through. And really why this is how Where Spirit Meets Space was born because I was watching, you know, health professionals like risking their lives. And I'm like sitting on my couch, like I've got to do something. And I knew people would struggle being at home 24 seven. The reality is that our design brief changed overnight when we had to stay home all the time. And it was so interesting um, and I found that most people do already, especially women, have an intuitive sense of what wants to shift or what's nagging at them energetically. And like, I had one client who just hated the, the painting on her wall because it brought back a terrible memory and she had had it there for 20 years. And finally, like in just raising her awareness about that constant affirmation of annoyance every single day. And she removed it and like felt like a free woman. You know, there are these oh my little micro nags that happen and we just let it go. But if we remove that, there's, you know, there's a lot more ease right. on the other side. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. And it's amazing. You don't have to do much in a space to make a big difference. You know, maybe we'll get to that in a moment, but let's, let's touch on space as a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. And I love the poetry and the depth here because we can talk about um, space as in stillness or pause or transition, yeah. or we can talk about actual physical space. 
But what is the spiritual practice of space if we think about the ways that our spaces hold us or support us in like physical and emotional ways? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that come to mind. One is just this, this idea of stewardship, right? That what the way that we tend to our home is, is a way of tending to our planet, being grateful and aware of the things that we purchase and bring inside, taking good care of the things that we're given. It's almost like a gratitude practice to not take for granted all the things that we have, including our home. Um, but you know, on a, on a deeper level, on like an emotional level, you know, when we think about our homes, they've held us through all the joy and all the tears of our, of our whole journey. And for anyone who is going through a hard time or has gone through a hard time, a really intense grief journey or a significant loss, which most people in the past three years have dealt with a very significant loss and a grief journey. You know, if we know that that pain and difficulty and those anxious nights and those tearful mornings if we know that's part of our human experience and we know that we have to bravely walk through that, why not walk through that in a really comfortably beautiful like space that is holding you, that's like holding you like the mother as you, like in the mother's arms, as you go through that, um, you know, major uh, journey of, of grief, which most of us, all of us will walk at some point, you know, the home can be a huge ally in allowing us to move through that with integrity. Yeah, that's actually my next question because you and I, it, just in the last five or so years, have we've walked beside each other in you know deep heartbreak and big, big, big loss. Um, and um, yeah, I'm wondering how your personal spaces have supported you during these times. And 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 you just spoke to this idea of how a space supports us and the importance of a space supporting us in in through these these tough times or through these times in our lives where we really need to be more deeply in our space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to just have your personal thoughts on this as you've navigated some of your heartbreak and loss. Like I'm imagining that that kind of infuses another layer of the way in which you look at and design the space for yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, so me, and, and everyone's different and what they most need when they're going through something. But for me, beauty and natural beauty, it does heal me. The, the purity of nature and the reality of nature, right? Seeing the cycles of nature, it reminds me of this bigger picture that like I am in this deep winter, this emotional winter and like nature always brings spring back. And so for me, having a beautiful space with beautiful art and vistas that soothe and a clear space that's not chaotic and cluttered, it really, it really helps. Like beauty is medicine. Uh, it really is, especially for the feminine. And so to set ourselves up when we're seeing beauty and everything that we come into contact is offering us some medicine. It, it just, it helps us move through the difficulty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about spaces that I'm, I've been in that haven't been really conducive to supporting me. Like on my travels, I've like experienced, I've traveled while I've been in heartbreak before. And so I've had to be in different spaces, for example, and really the contrast of, of feeling the different spaces, some that I feel more safe in or some that I feel more held in. And one thing that I can speak to, and I'd love if this resonates or there's some more wisdom here, 
there's there's a really powerful, and you use the word medicine, there's a powerful release that happens for me and a deeper uh, um, availability of healing when I'm in a certain space that I feel kind of brings that out of, of me or kind of um, holds me in that way. Um, I love that, especially when you're when you are going through a deep loss, this reminder that there is a cycle and that, that life goes on and that, you know, mm-hmm. the ocean is still there and the, the garden is still growing. This is, it sounds so simple, but it's a real, there's something really primitive, like kind of primitive about that. It's like this really um, reminder that, uh, because I think when you do lose somebody that you love, it's, it's sort of a jolt, like, oof, I like what, what is left and like, what's the point? And you, you kind of have this existential, these existential questions and just to be able to look out your window or to be able to bring something fresh inside and have that with you as a reminder is really powerful. Um, but I also feel like the power, if we look at space as a, as, as a living, as living, (laughs) um, there is for me a connection to how how I can heal more deeply or feel more deeply in certain spaces um, that, and I'm thinking as I'm sitting here in my Sausalito sanctuary, um, I'm thinking as we're talking about this of all, and I should do a little ceremony, Kelly, you've inspired me because of all the heartbreak that I've healed in this space alone, um, and how held I have felt um, as I make just a mental inventory of all the heartbreak that I have felt in this space. I should thank the space. And maybe that's something that you do. And maybe that's what you're talking about when you like look at space differently. It's like I haven't actually thanked the space for holding me. I have it in the ways in which I offer things into this space and the way that I design the space and the ways in which I steward the space but I haven't actually had a ceremony to say thank you for holding me the way that you have. Because, and this is, I think what you and I are talking about today. It's like, we look at and feel and are in spaces in this way. And I do feel like that's deeply feminine. And I do feel like there's like a natural gnosis that maybe the women that are listening to this will feel kind of a remembering that this is really so important to us the way that we are in space but also when we feel like we need to be held in a space how important that is and how how big space holds us yes yeah oh my gosh i got goosebumps fully listening to you i'm just imagining you like on your knees on the floor just like thanking the floor because if you look back at who you were when the space came into your life and who you've become now and the way that it's held you through i mean and the other really beautiful thing about approaching our space with this much gratitude and sort of devotion or, yeah, just, yeah, appreciation, I really feel that, and I've experienced with clients, that new doors and new spaces open up when we love this space so fully. And and similarly to our Earth Mother, the more we're connected to her, the more she lights up for us, showing us rainbows and sunsets and animals, totems, like there's a there's a magnifying effect. Um yeah, like a forcible supplier that comes from having a deep love for your space. And so, you know, when I started where Spirit Meets Space, I was living in a tiny coach house um in Vancouver, mm-hmm. one room. And I just loved it, loved every inch of it. And between the time that I started that and now, which has been maybe three years, 
I now am stewarding incredible homes. So for for anyone that is, you know, wanting and longing for a different space, uh, I would say a path towards that is to deeply love the space that you're currently in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I ha- I I also want to just touch on, I'm wondering as you were just saying that, and as as I was sharing what I was sharing about the ways in which we look at space and how deeply we are in space. I know this to be true because, you know, I share this space when I'm not here and I'm very careful about who I share the space with. And when people come into the space, they can feel, they can mm-hmm. feel what is here. And I'm wondering from your perspective, how much of that is was already here and how much of that is cultivated by the spirit in the spirit of the space, if that makes sense. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And I think equal, equally so, right? The container itself has a life of its own. It's been here before your stewardship. Um, And so there is already like um, something powerful around it, around the earth that it sits on. I mean, you're by the water and the forest. I mean, there's, it's already alone there, but you coming in to steward that and to be the guardian of that space has opened up. Yeah. A certain, uh, resonance that does pull in these certain people. And I, and I know from talking with you about it, you've had miraculous people come in living yeah. lightly in space, honoring it too. And, and I've, I've experienced the same thing. I share both of my homes and I've experienced like wonderful people stepping in as a result of the way that we hold the container. Yes. And you know, you can feel this if you go to um, any other like public container, when you walk into a beautiful art gather- gallery, there's a moment of like, you're invited to just be within yourself, just quiet and taking it in. Like spaces do affect the way that we, you know, behave. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel, I feel that you can, when you enter someone's space who has thoughtfully and intentionally designed it, it feels different. It feels, yeah. it feels very different. And this is why you have this great program yeah. and this this great business because you have the ability to um, to make it that way. Are there certain ways of being with or in a space that would not be um, that you would say are not conducive or like to um, to great support or or not supportive in some way? Like what yeah, the, the, the- few things come to mind. I think a lot of the pattern of consuming and discarding in in our homes, right? the way that we throw things away. I like, I, I want to have the nickname of like compost Kelly. Like I just want everybody to experience the joy of composting, like just to be able to offer our food back onto our soil. Right. Even if it's just such a micro cycle, it's not, you know? Um, so really being conscious of, of how much we consume and how we discard. Um, that's a big one. Um, I would say similarly, like making sure like, we're opening up the doors and windows, all of them, like that there's energy flowing through the space where it was designed to be flowing through the space and, you know, being careful not to kind of shut out the outside world, right? Inviting the outside world in. Um, Yeah. Overly hoarding stuff, not knowing what's in the drawers around you, really like taking stock of things, I would say. Um, Avoiding just like having the no man's land closet that's just full of stuff that you not do, under right? that bed, not in that drawer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, and it's and it's not, you know, it takes time and energy, but but once it's a practice as well, and once you are practiced at it, it becomes easier and more natural, and the, and the, the reward you get of how you feel in a space, um, yeah, is much better. So yeah, it, living in a space in any way that's wasteful or that's um, 
you know, not honoring of the, because everything that we have, it, it ultimately comes from nature and its origins. And so, you know, honoring that and not taking for granted, wasting or yeah, not, not utilizing things to their fullest potential. Yeah. I'm applying that right now in my mind to the three spaces, um, yeah. applying it to the physical body, applying it to mother earth. I mean, the way in which we've kind of um, depleted the soil. Like no one is like, I just feel like the art of composting, it's just like such a lost, it's such a lost, it's it's just a lost skill or a lost, um, a lost action. We just aren't doing it anymore. Totally. Um, and it's, and so often, yeah, Ron, you know, I was going to say also on the, on the note of consuming and discarding and bringing it to the body, you know, I have not come across a client yet who was having some sort of like digestive issues in their body, feeling a little bit stuck and, and and living in a space that's very clear and clean, right? There, you know, there can be a correlation in the way that we live, the way we treat our body and the way we treat our home as well. So can you speak to a little bit of, um, just touch on this idea of bringing elements into the space, perhaps ways in which we bring elements into the space, because it's so important. And I think, um, I think oftentimes people don't realize how easy that is to make sure that they're, the elements are in the space. Yeah. And it's so fun when people have never like looked at their own space through the lens of the elements before, and they discover how, how, what the balance of, of elements is like in their space. Um, and you know, everybody's different. Everyone has a different makeup, but, but my sort of uh, approach is about balance is about equal having equal uh, amounts of each element in balance so the five elements that we want to have in our space are earth fire water um, metal and wood and so your earth elements are going to be your ceramic tiles your stone countertops any feathers or crystals your um, brick um, and also like earth tone in terms of colors then your fire is going to be actual firelight, candles, fire itself, um, and then the colors of red and orange and also anything shaped like a pyramid, like a triangle, kind of like the shape of a flame. Your water is going to be your blues, even your darks, your blacks. Um, mirrors are a really wonderful water element to be adding in. And then, of course, water features themselves. Um, wood, plants, the wood element itself, um, greenery, just that one's the easiest. Most people have a lot of wood um, and then metal. So your golds, your silvers, your coppers. Um, so, and you'll notice that like plastic's not on there, right? That's not a, that's not an element. That's one of the ones I try to weed out as much as possible uh, for reasons that we could go into. Um, but the other balance that kind of goes with the elements is the balance of yin and yang. And just quickly um, to just demonstrate that yin is the feminine. That's the soft, the cozy, the dark, the round, the organic and shape. And yang is the masculine, and that's your angular, your big, expansive, tall, open. Um, and so too much yin could look like clutter, and too much yang could could feel cold because it's just big and open and there's not enough personality into it. So I also think about that balance a lot, those two, the elements and the yin and yang. Um, honestly, just applying those to your space is going to transform it entirely. Oh, I think there, I think I like when I look at space and I, I'm like you, Kelly, when, I mean, my, my family always teased me because I was constantly rearranging my bedroom when <laughs> I was little, like all the bedrooms, um, and, and just posters and art and just like, just never, um, yeah. And there's something about that. And I don't know if you ever experienced that, but just like where, where you can't get it right, or you, you're constantly moving the space and just not 
able to figure it out. I've had a few spaces in my life like that, where I'm just like, I can't quite figure out the feng shui, or I can't quite figure out the energy of the space. But um, yeah, you're, you're also speaking to this idea of this real, I feel like high practice of purging or curating Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. and how important that is. And I feel like in your world, this is an ongoing practice. It's like you're constantly looking in the space and purging, 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 or curating would be probably like a nicer way of saying it. Like you're being sure that you're happy with everything that's in the space. Yeah. Yeah. And a really natural way to do that is if you're bringing new things in, you know, making sure that something's going out because there's a sort of max capacity of stuff that feels right in a space before it starts to take up space that you can't yourself inhabit, you know? Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Can you take us on a visual tour of both of your homes that you, that you currently steward? Mm-hmm. How are these spaces similar and different and what do these spaces inspire in you? What elements do you love? What parts of these spaces are kind to the earth? Like I just love to, and if you, I will put in the show notes, uh, the ways in which people can see these spaces, the ways that you, you share them on social on social yeah. media and you've mentioned that you share the spaces in Airbnb. So it's easy for you, for us to be able to see the pictures of them, but I would love just while I have you here for you to take us like on a visual tour of them and what they mean to you and, and how they're special for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love them both so deeply. Um, you know, in Vancouver, Vancouver is my more like urban home. Um, however, I'm about, you know, 20, 25 minutes outside of the downtown, but I'm right on a beautiful uh, inlet of the ocean. So when you walk into my space, it's it's open. Mm-hmm. This is something both of my spaces are. They're, they're open and clean with like big windows to the outside. In Vancouver, I'm looking at the ocean. And so it's trees, mountains. There's a resident eagle. There's a resident seal. I'm in communion with those guys every day. Um, and as you flow from room to room, everything's kind of really seeable. There's nothing really hidden. It's also really clean. There's like, you know, five different items in each bedroom, right? It's like, it's not overly designed. Um, but yeah, it's about the, and I don't have a TV in my, my room, my living room in Vancouver because the view is nature TV. Um, and that's something that kind of feels similar in, in both homes. So yeah, nature is framed. Um, and where you're not looking out at nature, there are moments of nature within. Um, so that, that feels very, yeah. Like the Vancouver hall is, is British Columbia natural beauty. And you have a garden too. You do have a garden in both places. Okay. I do. Yeah. I have my beautiful garden kind of in the back of the space and I have a big greenhouse down below. So I start planting seeds like in March. Um, and I, I endeavor to try to eat greens just from my garden and depending on how many people I have over that's possible or not. Um, but yeah, I love watching things grow gardening, especially for going through something difficult is just to see little plants growing a little bit more every day and to interact with those, like seeing a sunflower unroll and <gasps> climb 12 feet and be a huge sun from like planting a tiny seed. There's something anciently joyful about that. Um, yeah, so gardens in both places. Um, I do think it's like potent to, to mention that British Columbia's power grid is 95% hydroelectric. So um, I have this vision in my mind that like the waterfall charges my car. <laughs> um, and here in Hawaii, uh, I have a solar grid on my home. So 
also thinking about the way that we consume energy and being at the front of the wave of renewables as much as we as much as we feel is like appropriate or possible. Um, but yeah, my home in Hawaii is you drive through 80 acres of coffee fields, pristine coffee farm to arrive at my home. It's also overlooking the ocean with a beautiful view of the sunset um, and lots of acreage around. So like, I don't wear shoes here. <laughs> you know, I it's this is the place where I really reconnect with nature. Like I have my hands not not only in my garden beds, but like actually in the earth. Um and, and similar in, in style that it's open and easy and, and simple and, and beautiful. Um, yeah, not over. Are you half and half? You, you spend time half and half or is it more seasonal? How do you, how do you decide where, yeah. you, where you went? At the moment, it's like eight months in Vancouver and four months in Hawaii. And big part of what determines that is that I wanted to design a life where I could experience the fullness of life with less flying, which has been, you know, it's, I used to try, I'm like embarrassed of my carbon footprint. I've traveled so much before I was really aware of what was happening. Um, and I also have a doggy companion who comes with me and it's kind of a mission to get her to and from Hawaii. So when we come, we like to stay. And then I rent the space that I'm not in. So there's also like this economical unlocking that's really possible when you can live a more minimal lifestyle and really honor the things that you have. Spaces become more shareable and therefore more profitable. So um, there's real, very real money that can be earned when you can steward your space in a way that you can comfortably share it. And that's, you know, that'll be an edge for some people, but that's actually a program that I'm wanting to offer in 2024 is to teach people how to unlock financial power within a space that they already steward. So, yeah. I mean, again, you're, you're in a, you're, you're, I don't know what they call it, but you're, this is very progressive and I know this is happening. And if you're, if you're getting just a little tingle about this, follow Kelly, because this is, if you're watching any of the space, this was definitely another shift that we made um, in the pandemic around more digital, kind of not not necessarily digital nomads, because I think it just, everything went digital, but then people just started questioning where, what is the home? What is home for me? Home is less about a space and more about being somewhere. And those of us that have space, I mean, you and I were doing this well before because you were doing this with Berlin. I kind of went into your Berlin space kind of with this, 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 idea, this, this thought was already in place and you were living it back then. And how long ago is that? So long ago, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, I'm in two places at the same time as well. And this, this is really powerful about how, how you have to curate your space in such a way to share it. Like that's, it's almost like you have to really be in the practice in order to to, to be sharing your space. But if you're not, uh, if this is new to you, um, you you can start to maybe notice, or maybe this will open up something for you. But I've been starting to notice that there are a lot of apps that are popping up right now around sharing spaces, and it's not, uh, of course, Air, I'm I love Airbnb. It's always my first go to, um, but there are some beautiful community apps and exchange. Places even on Facebook, I have like a, a women who travel and share space kind of community, and it's really this top of mind um, wanting to be able to share and be in various places. And it's yeah, it's really cool, and I love that you're doing that and have been doing that for a really long time, Kelly. Like really, you have been. Um, yeah, as you were in San Francisco, I think at the same time back then. Right? Yeah, I've been dancing between two nests for a while, and and you know, on a certain level, I think it's. It's wise to have uh, more than one 
nest in a way because so much is changing with our world as well. Um, but, you know, I think it's very natural that we, we, we both, we like, we both long for a place that we can call home. That's like our true nest and this desire to like experience and see the world. And so if we can live in such a way that we can steward our space enough to, sh in a way that we can share it, it just opens up doors. I mean, whether you are home sharing with others or you can earn from your current nest to go ex to have more financial ability to explore others, like there is a, an elevation of more doors opening if we can, if, if we have the desire or the tingle, like you said, to, to think about sharing our space um, to open up more for our own selves as well. Yes, yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a solid, like a very solid intention and a lifestyle. Um, the Taurus and me kind of has this, this deep desire to like anchor in and nest and like mm -hmm. never leave my home. And yes. I think cosmically, I'm always like, stay home, go away, stay home. It's like this constant balance. And so um, the travel was always perfect for that because I could go and and just appease that desire of traveling and yeah. then come back to this beautiful sanctuary that I had. And so it really does need to be something that you feel like you want to have that be your lifestyle or something that you have a deep desire for because sharing the space is, is going to require you to be curating your space and open, more open than, than you would be with a um, like a more cozy home or a home that you want to just like nest in. Um, maybe with my last question here, before we wrap up, uh, you, you've shared so many important tips about space that, that the listeners can easily integrate into their own space. You talked about the balance of masculine and feminine or yin and yang. You talked about bringing the elements in, you talked about the ways in which the space can support you both physically and emotionally, but are there, is there anything else that you want to share around like important tips or quick takeaways or ways in which the space can be um, altered, like maybe quickly, easily, and powerfully. Um, I just want to leave a little bit spa of space for this, just in case there's anything else. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the final invitation I would say is to really genuinely take a moment to walk through your space and listen and listen to what each room like there's women know, women can hear when we really intentionally go in and open our inner ears and our inner uh, listening, we're, we can be guided into what needs to shift, um, what wants to change. Um, so just really taking that time to listen if you feel that something is wanting to change within your own space. Yeah. Well, it's a following intuition. Amen. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Opening to the yeah. side. I love that story about the woman who just like was looking for 20 years at this painting that she didn't really like and then decided to finally remove it. It's like, that is a powerful story because if you, if you don't pay attention in your space, if you're not careful like that, if you're not careful, you can find yourself in a space where something's been hanging on the wall for 20 years that you actually don't really love anymore. <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. And even more so what people find when they go into the depths of those drawers and those shelves that they haven't looked at, like old stuff that's just like dense, you know, old memories, time to let it go, time to like burning ceremonies. I mean, people find right. the wildest stuff and then they say that they've been dreaming about it still. And, you know, it's like little, little, little things that we, that are planted in our home that we don't even, or aren't even aware of. Right. So there, there is something very therapeutic too about purging, like big purges. Yeah. Wow, we're going to clean out in a long time. Yeah. It just did that. 
last our last trip I just did that in the in the so, storage unit just just boxes and boxes of things and boxes yeah. of um, donated books to the library and all the yes. all the things it was really it oh, felt yeah. so good to like yeah and the ways the ways that we give it away give it away that we compost it rather than trash it it feels better knowing that those books go to a library or put it on Facebook Marketplace free I mean people will come and your thing your stuff is gold to them it feels so good to be able to give that stuff away for the space you've created and the joy that you've given. Yep. Really important. At the end of um, every episode, I like to have, I like to ask every guest the same three questions. And the first question is, which do you relate to the most today? Whole, healed, or holy, and why? Whole, healed, and holy. I mean, they're all so beautiful. Your brand is beautiful. Um, I think for me, holy resonates just, it's like, you know, creating a, a ceremony in the smallest of moments and daily in your own space, right? I think that one feels the most relevant. Yeah. I'm feeling like, I mean, I wouldn't want to speak for anyone, but I'm feeling like that's whenever I've been in space with you, even if it's not your space, but it does, it feels like you bring the sacred in, like, um, and, and yeah, so I just, yeah, I love that. That feels true. Uh, a book that you love and or that you have gifted the most? Mm. Well, there's a lot of good ones. I, th I think my go-to, and I even find myself reciting it in my head sometimes, is Khalil Gibran's The Prophet. Just mm. so good. It's both digestible and like cosmic at the same time. Very, very beautiful words. I love that. Digestible and cosmic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. It, it's perfect. It is. And that's one I haven't read in a long time. And you oh, yeah. think it's you could read in various seasons of your life. And yeah, it's a real it's a good one. Sure. How about a quote or a mantra that you love or one that guides you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll give one for my mom and one for my dad in the spirit of balance. My mom, just that mantra, it's so simple, but it's so good. It's just follow your heart. Really just like trusting the, um, yeah, trusting the the wisdom of your heart center and the intelligence of your heart. And my dad would always say, waste not, want not. And that one for me is such a guide. Just, you know, if you don't waste anything, you won't want for anything. So honor yeah. and appreciate what you have. Well, you've built a beautiful life based on both of those nuggets of wisdom from both of your parents. Like it's like it really... It's like the embodiment of what you are and what you do. It's really, it's beautiful, Kelly. Will you take a moment to share your offerings and the ways in which listeners can connect with you if there's anything new coming or when yeah. the next when Spirit Meets Space is, is going to start or anything that, that's, uh, that, that we need to know about in this moment? Thank <laughs> Yes. Um, well, I am working on um, prefabricated homes. So for anyone out there who's like wanting to build. Um, I'm really, yeah, well-versed in that process. So that's a company called Blend Projects. I'm their creative director and helping out with new builds. But for Where Spirit Meets Space, um, I really want to work more with couples um, this year. So people or and, and individuals who are going through a shift in their life and they want their space to shift with them. So I offer private sessions where we go through your home together and we work out a plan to uplift it or merge lives in one space um, I've done a lot of work with building homes for for couples, and uh, I really enjoy that work. 
And then I do plan to offer a design journey, which is the full garden package, like from foundation all the way to beauty, um, 28 day cycle. Um, that'll be a little bit later this month. So I'll for sure keep you posted with that. And um, yeah, Thanks. just grateful for anyone who's who's listening that I hope this has served your community. You are an amazing woman. I'm so grateful to know you. And um, yeah, I just really look up to you and, and how you continue to grow and, and serve in this life. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for the way that you are so beautifully walking the earth for the big ways that you take care of her and put her and all living beings first in all that you do. Thank you for touching my life for the better and for bringing our hearts into space and for reminding us that space is important. And most of all, thank you for the beautiful spaces that you're creating and the incredible legacy of stewards that you are guiding and for sharing these two beautiful spaces. Like I just, uh -huh. I love that too, that yeah. you're opening your heart in this, in the way of opening your spaces. And um, I will be sure to include all of this in the show notes so that everybody can find them more easily. But thank you so much for being here with me and for helping thank us just in a bigger way. Yeah. I hope to welcome you into one of my spaces soon, sister. It would be so good to hug you again. <laughs> I would that so much. Let's make it happen. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you for listening. It means a lot to me that we have shared this moment of deep conversation. If you feel inspired or touched by something in this episode, please leave a comment and or a review. For more in all the ways, please find me at Whole Healed Holy on Instagram and at www.patricia-russo.com on the web. Stay close, please, and know that you are whole, you are healed, and you are holy. I love you. Until next time.